Welcome to our GRTR at 20 podcast series. And now an interview from March 2008 with Doogie White, one time with Rainbow and Ingve Malmsteen, amongst many others. In terms of like your music, I mean, I have to say that looking back over the years, um, you've it's almost like you're a, a singer for hire, really. It's like you've, you've worked with a number of different musicians. And do you think really there's, there's any merit in like being in a band for you know, a number of years so that that's your band? Because or, or it doesn't seem to have worked out for you perhaps until more recently when you've hooked up with um, the guy in Royal Hunt and uh, Cornerstone. But uh, what's your take on that really? I mean, is there more of a bonding thing when you've got a regular band? I, I, was a, I was very much a jobbing, hard-working sort of musician uh, from my professional career kind of started in the, 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 the late 80s, if you like, you know, with Midnight Blue and we signed with, um, with Chrysalis and but it, ne- but it never came to anything and it never came to anything because they... All the all the British bands we you know we were in competition with Thunder and the Choir Boys and the Almighty and Gun and all these different guys, so that all sort of went by the wayside. I'd been with Midnight Blue and we were signed to uh, to to Chrysalis, and um, it had all gone to the wall as as we explained about the Little Angels and the Guns and the Almighties and, and the Thunders and stuff, and uh, I was unemployed and. Um, Deep Purple were coming to town with Joel Lynn Turner in the band. And and I couldn't afford to go, and I was a massive Deep Purple fan. And I had a friend who I used to play football with who was working for Deep Purple and the record company at the time, and he got me a, 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 a ticket for the show and an after-show party pass. So I thought it would be quite prudent of me if I could take along a, a, at, at those times. It was a, a tape and I took it along and gave it to Colin Hart, who was the tour manager, and said, look, if it doesn't work out with Joel and Turner in Deep Purple, um, give this tape to Richie Blackmore anyway, and uh, if he wants, you know, I- I'd love to sing with him. And it was, it was three years later or so that, that Richie actually called me up and said, listen, I got your tape from Colin Hart, and I really liked it. Do you want to join Rainbow? So I went over to New York and... Uh, spent some time with him and I was with Richie from 94 to 97 and of course I got to tour the world I got to write with Richie who was my my favorite guitar player my favorite songwriter right through the purple era and right through the rainbow so that was a that was a that was a big um, that was a big plus for me but the rainbow album that I did with him came right when grunge was massive you know, we had you had, this, you had you had Soundgarden and Nirvana, and we were kind of dismissed by the by the press. And it's only now that the the the, the press and with the with the the internet that people are starting to look back at the album Stranger and Us All that we did together and thinking actually that was a bloody good a uh, a uh, album. So I went, and, and then after that, I kind of went through a period where, you know, I was still working. I, I, I was doing adverts. I mean, I was, the, I was the voice of Action Man for two years, um, <laughs> who, if you're old enough to remember, was the, the little action figure. Yeah. I was doing all that kind of stuff. 
I, I never really saw myself as a voice to hire. I thought I was just always a voice of, in the in the wilderness because there was there wasn't anything for me to, really to do. Yes. And and it wasn't until two thousand one, really, when um, when Ingvi came along and said, "Listen, do you want to join my band?" That that that, that I kind of found. Not some, not a, not a home for for my writing talents or for my um, and musical talents, but I got a chance to go around the world three or four times in that period, and I mean that's really why I, I did it, you know, because it, it, my my musical expression came out in with Cornerstone and with Empire, but my um, but but my my touring ambitions. And my my opportunity to, to get out and see and see the world and go to places, they, those doors were opened up by envy, and and of course I got to put my foot in the big monitor, stand under the big uh, spotlights, and I got to do that with him. That was that 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 was kind of the reason for me being there as long, because there was no there was no real uh, satisfaction musically. As a writer, to do it, but but as a performer, and it, and and it and it is a, it is a different thing. But as a performer, I I got to go out and uh, and 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 play in some of the biggest stages in the world, in some of the most bizarre places in the world. It was amazing. I still don't I still don't see it as a vocalist for hire. I still see it as my creative work as a writer and performer. Is with Cornerstone and uh, Empire, uh, but, but but my my on stage performance is with or was <laughs> it was with Envy. Yes, two great guitarists, Malmsteen and uh, of course Richie Blackmore, and of course Malmsteen was heavily influenced by Blackmore. But how do you think they differ in terms of their approach in a band? I mean, for you, uh, Doogie, were they hard taskmasters? You know, I've, I, I'm I'm always very respectful of people that. That have been in the business and been that successful so for so long, and um, so of course I, I had been a, a, a fan of what Richie had done for a very very long time. I mean, since I was like thirteen or fourteen years old yeah. was the first time that I heard Richie. So I, so to get the opportunity to work with him was, uh, but he's a, he's a sharing kind of guy. He doesn't mind sharing the spotlight. Um, and in that, I mean that you can, uh, you know, he'll share the writing with you. If, you. if you have an idea that he thinks works for his ref or his song construction, then he'll share it. Envy is very much, um, he likes the big spotlights for himself. I mean, if there's going to be two spotlights on the stage, both of them are going to be shining on him. So um, you have to, so it was just a, it was just a matter of juggling Envy was more difficult to work with than Richie was, but once you but once you get in the rhythm of either of these guys, and it's about it's about showing them the respect they deserve. One for having been in the business for forty years and being successful, and one being in the business for twenty years and being successful. And the thing is that you don't carry an ego around with you, and I, and, and it's a thing that 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 I leave at home. I've got a little bag that that I was given by um, Richie's uh, roadie. I put my ego in, and I just leave it at home with my wife, <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm and I'm allowed to come home and be mental for for, for yes. a week or ten days, yes. and then I get a, a doogie do list of <laughs> uh, is it two days, Alan? Yeah. Two uh, two days, two days, and I, I get I, I and then I have to get my ego out of the bag and put it back in my head. Yes. 